The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into John chapter 19, because why not? Hi guys, welcome back to the Why Not podcast with me, Connor JC, and I hope that you are having a beautiful week so far. And as it is Wednesday, consider this your midweek check-in. How are you doing physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally? Let me know because I really want to know, and send me a message on Instagram, I'll put these up as posts so you guys can let me know, we can pray, we can chat, we can chill. I'm doing okay, I am a lot better now that that sermon that I preached on Sunday evening is over, it was probably one of the most stressful sermons I've ever had to preach, and I was like ill last week because of the second vaccine, and mentally I was just exhausted, this week I'm feeling a like refreshed you know that thing where it's like if your room is a mess it means that like your brain's a mess that your room is kind of the equivalent of your mental state well i cleaned my room i've organized it it's looking fresh and and renewed and clean and i feel like that's my brain at the moment okay that's that's what we like to hear anyway enough about me let's talk about jesus so yeah let's just jump right in to john chapter 19 Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man! When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law he ought to die, because he has made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greatest sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement, and in Aramaic, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king! They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the Place of the Skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth the king of the Jews. 
Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but rather, this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfil the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, to fulfil scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first, and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water, he who saw it has borne witness, his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled, not one of his bones will be broken. And again another scripture says, they will look on him who they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of mare and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Amen. So that was John chapter 9. The one thing that kept running in my head, so in verse 14, it says, Behold your king. And Behold Our God is one of my favourite worship songs ever. I think I asked for it to be, yeah, I asked for it to be sung at my baptism, one of my faves, alongside uh, In Christ Alone. Ugh beautiful songs but I was thinking that whole way through us in this situation would be us saying singing that song behold your king and then as soon as we finish singing that still saying crucify him wishing Jesus to be dead like that really struck me just now 
And we kind of do that in our lives. We go to church on Sundays and then the rest of the week we fall into sin. It's the same as singing, behold our God on one day and then the next, just completely denying him like Peter. I mean, we don't even need an example because we are the example of what it means to just completely go against Jesus. And all of these things about scripture being fulfilled, this was no coincidence. This is no coincidence. The amount of prophecies that Jesus fulfilled on the cross and in his last moments. He is the Messiah. And, you know, John is trying to make that point. He's trying to get through to us that Jesus is exactly who he says he is. And he accomplished what he said he would accomplish. He's saying these things that we could believe. So I guess here's my here's my check-in. Do you believe in the Jesus of the Bible? Are you trusting in Jesus's faith and obedience? Or are you trusting in your own works to get you to heaven? Are you thinking that you can have faith and do whatever you want? Or are you trusting in Jesus's obedience that, that, that encourages you to fight sin in your own life? Yeah, those were just some thoughts. But anyway, tomorrow we're going to be jumping into John chapter 20. So until then, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one.